Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Go Blue Players with J&J. You're listening to Jared Bunch and Jamie Morris, your former Michigan Wolverine podcasters, bringing you reviews, previews, opinions, and locker room chatter. And for the first time this year, the Go Blue Players podcast is covering a loss. The team loses to Iowa Hawkeyes in what I call a very interesting game. And what does that mean for our Big Ten Championship? What does it mean for our national title and playoff hopes? We'll talk about that and more in this episode. Once again, fans, please be sure to subscribe to the Go Blue Players with J&J on iTunes and become a follower on Blog Talk Radio. I will be launching the Bunch Time Network on Blog Talk Radio in January, which will consist of podcasts covering entertainment, sports and lifestyle so become a follower and be the first to know because when you are a subscriber you receive notifications of new podcasts and when they will be released so we're going to talk about that then we're going to talk about this game and going up into to iowa so when we come back from this quick break it is the way i see it segment and the Michigan versus Iowa game discussion. This is Ward Manuel, athletic director at the University of Michigan. You're listening to Go Blue Players with J&J. Welcome back to the Go Blue Players podcast with J&J. And let me bring in my co-host, the other J, Jamie Morris. J-Mo, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I got, um, you know, 31 years ago, uh, we went to Iowa City. And the quarterback was Jim Harbaugh, and I was the running back, and we were ranked number two. We went into Kinnick Stadium, and and they beat us with a last-second field goal. So it was kind of a deja vu Saturday. Uh, you know, I remember the game because I was actually on a recruiting trip to Ohio State that week, and I was oh, there. Uh, I was at Ohio State, and Ohio State had the game on in the uh, in the press in the press box. And I, I, I remember it. It was Michigan versus Iowa, boy. And it did it. You know what? I've said this a lot. Um, this team reminds me of, you know, that that year team and the year my freshman team. And um, we were nine and zero, right? And lost that, you know. <sighs> but um, well, it was an interesting well, game, man. And we we're. It was. We'll talk about that. Iowa got us in a phone booth, and they 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 held us in there. They got us and shut the door and held us in there. Um, 
we uh, weren't able to execute our game plan, what we wanted to do. Um, if you listen to some of the players, the atmosphere was incredible. And they, as much as we told them how close the fans were, I guess you got to see it and believe it and see it and be there. And those fans are right up on you. And that's what the players were saying. Those fans were so close, they could touch you. And uh, it was uh, a great atmosphere that they, uh, that Iowa fans put in, put forth. And the team, um, I'm thinking that they took the Michigan State film and die, die, uh, die, diagnosed that pretty close because that's exactly what they ran. They ran downhill on us. They ran right at um, the Viper position, which is Jabril, which is Jabril Peppers. Um, that's something that I think Indiana and Ohio State will take a look at and try to duplicate that. Is um, you take away his athletic skills and trying to run at him, bringing guards and tackles at him as opposed to um, letting him chase it down from behind. That was clear right off the bat. Uh, I think the first first play, they almost yeah. like lined up and looked. Where is he? Where is he? Uh, okay, check to that, check to that side. <laughs> We're running the they ball. Motion, right yes, that, they motion. Yes, they motioned over to him all the time. All the time, and uh, they looked. It that first drive was to me was scary, in the fact that they they didn't look intimidated at all. They looked like they were out to prove something right off the bat. They were, and they weren't going to try to uh, do any type of uh, trickery or whatever. They were going to let you know what was going to happen, and they were daring you to stop, stop it. And uh, you know, besides that, it's, it's actually though. The defense didn't play. Didn't the, the defense actually played pretty good? I mean, you know, only giving up sixty six yards of passing, but uh, just not being able to stop the run. Um, well, that's the that's key. The you keep the clock. That's that's, that's how you beat Michigan. That's how you beat Michigan. You keep the clock running and keep that um, keep, uh, making plays downfield, uh, and you beat them uh, by getting their offense three and out taking away their running game and making uh, Wilton Spate beat you. As much as Wilton Spate has improved, we know that Wilton Spate needs a good running game behind him, a play-action pass, something like that. Uh, Wilton didn't look right in the second half. He wasn't throwing the ball as crisp as he has been doing in the past couple of weeks. Um, I don't know if it was the atmosphere or if he even got deemed up a little bit. Towards the end of the game, he looked like he got dinged up. I know that they've been looking at his collarbone and his uh, uh, shoulder, not his um, not his right shoulder, but his left shoulder. Um, And I know that they're uh, checking him and we'll know something within the next couple of hours about Wilton Spade. He 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 didn't look uh, as crisp clearly uh, as he has in the past. He missed some. Clearly, there were some, some some balls that could have been thrown better. Um, there was a couple of, uh, of long balls that he would usually hit that he missed. Um, the the receiving core tried to come. I mean, besides, uh, but, uh, you know, Darbo and Chesson, they didn't do much as far as, you know, I mean, they both ended up with 30 yards and, uh, you know, Justin with two receptions and Darbo with one, and they both had you know one or two drops or or missed opportunities for passes, and 
it's they just look off a little bit. I, like you, you mentioned that they were surprised at how close the the, uh, the stands are to the sidelines or the fans are. It showed. I, I we talked about this last week that Iowa is a hard place to play, man. I mean, it's it's a very for a Division One school. It's it's like a very different because usually when you play big schools and big stadiums, the sidelines are not that you know close to the actual stands. But Iowa, it's it, it's it's close. <laughs> it's close. I mean, they actually you can hear um, the front the front row or first few rows. Like they don't have to like be screaming, but they it, it, it's something that distracts you just because of, of the proximity. Proximity, help me out with that. <laughs> proximity, <laughs> yeah, of where you stand on the sidelines and where the fans are. And I will, fans are there's something else. They 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 like to change um, the game by being a part of of, of the game and. Uh, it showed. I, I I don't know if that's the only thing that we can talk about that made this made our Wolverines look different. But clearly, this was not a a, a typical Wolverine outing. But it, it, let's. This can't go without being said. They had their opportunities to win this game. Uh, yes. Stribling caught an interception. We need. We needed a first down, and somebody. One of the seniors, one of the leaders of this team needed to get a, get a first down for us to uh, maintain the ball in the fourth quarter with a minute and 45 seconds left. You've got to get that first down so you can uh, run out that clock. Um, you've that's got to it. make throws. That's it. I mean, the- that's it. That's that's I mean, we can talk about the whole game, but it came down to the last under two minutes and you have the ball. Ordinarily, Michigan, you know, you we don't win if you got the ball first down. It's under two minutes. You got it doesn't matter. This is what we we discussed uh, early on in the season, and we talked about this last year too, about being able to run the ball when the team knows you're going to run the ball and you don't right. care. That is where this particular team on Saturday um, had an opportunity to. Put their foot down and let everyone know. And now, does it change anything? A little bit, but they're still a great team. But that, I think, they're going to have to to learn more than just uh, losing it and feeling the the pain of a loss. But they have to learn in those situations that you have to be able to you have to be able to come through. And when you have the ball with less than two minutes left, and all you have to do is get first down, pick up first down. And the team knows you have to pick up first down. You, that's when you start letting your will be known. And it doesn't matter. Hey, we're running here. We're running off tackle left, or, or we're running off tackle right. Stop us, and they should not be able to stop you. To me, the question becomes: Which running back do you go to? And when we we've had the, you know, the plethora of running backs in the running back core. You know, Chris Evans is a, is a good, he, I mean, he's an outstanding running back. Devion Smith, good running back. But, you know, when you, both of them only had, you know, 11 carries, you know, 12 carries. 
Well, I I don't want to be the coach, but when I think about it, I'm looking when I when I with my eyes, the two backs that were looking like they were doing something were uh, um Chris Evans and uh uh Ty Isaac. Ty no no Ty Isaac gonna get ran the ball a couple of times. And he's that's why I don't understand what Ty Ty and maybe it's something I don't know. But he just seems like a big, you know, he's a big guy and not a fullback type of body. He's a, like, you know, tailback. That He has to be over 240 pounds. He looks like he's like 6'2 or something. Well, he ran for that touchdown. He looked like he was a big, a, a big running back with a big, with, with a big body who was going to yeah, run you over. Who will run you over. And, and Debian is a, you know, is a, is a tank too, but I, I, Man, it's just—I don't—I don't want to say frustrating, but it's like I'm just curious why none of, not a single one of the of all four or five of the running backs that have been playing have been able to make the statement that when we need yardage, I'm the person you're going to give it to, and that's whether if you need five yards, three yards, a home run. Or whatever, you know, like like Khalid Hill is once we get down inside the three yard line, we everybody knows who's getting the ball and it doesn't matter. But when we have situations like this where we just need to pick up first downs to end the game, who would you go to? Uh, who, who's the person? Who's the running back? No, I don't know. It's tough. It, it is very tough. The the um. And that's, I'm glad I'm not the coach to make that decision. I mean, they're all, you, yeah. You get, <laughs> yeah, they're all good, but no one has, 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 has stepped up. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, but to go with that, you got to have an offensive line that's up there making pushes. I mean, pushing that defensive line off the ball. I mean, getting, making, creating holes, making it happen. And, I mean, in the in the uh, second half, late in the third quarter, um, in the fourth quarter, they were doing that for a while. You could see that the ball was moving. They 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 went on that long drive and they kicked a field goal to get in to get ahead. But if, like we said, or you know, we just said, if you're going to cement the game, you got an opportunity to cement the game. That, that's when you dig down deep and find it. You don't want all your, uh, uh, you know, all your uh, dreams to go away. But this team couldn't get it done. But that being said, we still have every objective that they've set for the ye- season still ahead of them. Oh, yeah. We let's let's talk about that because this was a very interesting weekend. Number two, three, and four all lost. And how about that? Not since the year that I played that that happened. How about that? That was the last time when we played Iowa 31 years ago. Number three, number two, number three, and number four lost. And 31 years later, last uh, Saturday night, that happened again. Now Michigan will fall to number four, and I think they're still they're still where they want to be. Their arch rival Ohio State will move up to number two. But Michigan still has, I mean, they still have their goals set in front of them. Beat their rival. They beat Michigan State. Now they got to beat Ohio State. Uh, Win out, you're in. Into the Big Ten Championship. If you lose, 
you you go to a, a, a different bowl and you don't get to go to a Big Ten championship. So I'd be I, I, I like that. I like our chances. And I like that. Now it makes you hungry. I mean, you're in a playoff now. Win or go home. Or I mean, excuse me, win and go on, lose and go home. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, and it's it's a I don't wish it's sad. I mean, it's it's a motivating type type of thing. I mean, we talked last week about um, having these blowout games and what they can do, uh, or what a coach can do to keep the team, you know, motivated and ready to go and not become complacent. And uh, especially when you're going to play a team that that uh, you're supposed to beat, but it's in a hostile environment. What do you do? How do you do it? Uh, again, we're going to have uh, you know, we're gonna have another opportunity. Uh, Indiana's coming in to play us, and then we we don't we have Indiana this week. I think that's that's probably going to be the uh, focus. Well, I think it's every week they focus on the, the team that they're playing that week, but more so this week because um, with the fact of, of number two, three, and four losing, and and all the change and and what the possibilities of who can still be in that uh, championship playoff? We have to do our, we have to do our, our job and play and, and win. That's about it. That being said, um, we there's something that we talked about earlier in the year. Again, it came up in this game, and that is the targeting call. Another call for targeting, and the player is ejected from the game from. What I'm looking at, <laughs> uh, um, but here's the here, here's the wrinkle in this targeting call. It was not called on the field. It was called by the replay guy up in the booth who thought he saw something, and then he watched it again and again, and then he made the decision that it was targeting call. These referees and the guy in the booth need to get together and talk. It's not one guy makes the call upstairs. I'm sorry. If, they, if, if it's down on the field and they make a call, replay guy gets together with the uh, guy, official on the field. They should be talking and saying, what did you see? What are, what are you seeing? Here's what I got. They, they have a stick that shows the replay to the referee on the field. And they need to talk. This replay guy made the decision, made the ultimate decision. And if you watch the play over and over again, like I did, you would see that the young man somersaulted, bounced off his rear end up in the air. And you can see that Devin Bush Jr. came across, was coming down. There was no way to prevent his head. There's no way to prevent that. I mean, it, it, the only thing he could have done, the only thing he could have done was, I mean, his head. really, it's a continuation. It just kept going. I mean, that's how they hit. That, there's, there has to be something done about that call because um, it was, that was terrible. I like it. You, you, like, I you, like, you it. like the fact I that- I like the that, targeting that, call. I like, I like the fact that they're trying to protect- the student athlete. What I don't like is, is that they got one man in the booth with the ultimate call. They've got to come together and talk talk with the guy on the field who called the targeting call, or 
He needs to talk to the head official if he's calling it upstairs and saying, this is what I saw. Can you take a look at it, too? Well, they looked at it. I mean, they're standing there looking at it. And and they show the replay over and over, over and over and over again. And and I think everyone watching, I mean, my, I know where I was, everyone watching, it's clear that it was not a intentional. It wasn't the top of his head. It was his face mask. The, the, the problem, but there was one problem that I saw, was that he shouldn't have even, why in, in college football, once the player is down, once he hits the ground, he's done. You don't have to touch him. I don't know why he, you know, if he would have just avoided jumping on him, it wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have even been called. But since he did, I thought when a, I thought they may have called that, uh, you know, that a personal foul, personal yes, foul late, hit. That late hit. But the targeting call, come, I mean, his face mask is what hit, not the not the crown of his head, not the the helmet, the face mask. And everyone's sitting there watching, and and then and then not only they make the call, but Bush is ejected from the game and doesn't even know it because he's standing on the sideline. Like nobody, we wouldn't think it. What you're injecting me from the game because of that? Okay, but you got this. Is if if this was just something that happened like occasionally. That's one thing, but this is like like almost every week. There's a, a questionable call on whether it should have been called or it wasn't called. Um, and then I don't understand like if if you're ejected in the second half, you get the next game. You have to be half time, uh, half of that game first too, half. or if it's you're the right. first half. Oh uh, uh, man, it's. They, he, 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 he gets to play in this game the full game because, because he was ejected in the first half. <sighs> wow. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I mean, if you want to sum it up, we got to have better offensive line play. We got to be able to run the ball. Th- things we've talked about early on. We got to have better, better offensive line play. We got to run the ball effectively. Um, we need to. Uh, be crisp on our passes and our receivers, whoever they are, need to go up and make. Sometimes they're going to have to make hard catches and make a play. In a sense, we didn't. Uh, they got us, as as Marcus Ray would say from uh, my uh, other show. It, it, they um, Iowa got us in a phone booth, and they they closed the door and wouldn't let us out until we we submitted. Tell us about the, the truth. And this, if, if 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 there's anything that I didn't, that I would have to say, you know, that I have to criticize is that, and maybe you see it a little bit different, but a little bit more fight. I mean, like anger or something that, um, you know, the defense played tough. I mean, they they held them, uh, like we talked, except for you know the rushing yards. Um, defense played well, but the offensive line again. I just, it just like, like, I guess you say like, it just wasn't nasty enough. It wasn't like uh, ugly uh, or, or, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. They're not dirty guys. They're not dur- down dirty guys that we're used to. That's going to root people out. Yeah. And I, and maybe that's just, then maybe that's just me and I, I, I got to get over it <laughs> um, because they're good and they play well. But um, 
it's these type of situations where you are really defined and it defines you as, as a whole, you know, as a whole group. And, and it's defined because everybody knows what has to happen and you don't care. Right. They didn't show. No, you're right. You're right. We, we need to, um, you're going to have to go in and practice, get this out, get this bad taste out of your mouth. You're going to have to go and practice hard, get ready for Indiana because there's an Indiana team that's coming here that believe that they should have won last year and that they can beat this Michigan team. There's going to be a lot of confidence that's coming into this game because Michigan not only lost the game, they lost their invincibility. This team was invincible. They thought that they, you know, that they could get anything done. They could do anything. But now they got a little dirty, got got the nose bloody. Now they're going to find out what they can really do. It's that boxer. He got cut. Now it's time for him to, you know, that corner to work him over and get him back. And, you know, we got to come out that corner and come out uh, throwing those bombs again. Uh, so you're saying it's, it's like Drago uh, and uh, Rocky, Rocky, what was that? Rocky four. Rocky. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. One of the Rockies. Uh, they, yeah, they got cut and, and not, not all the team says, oh, see, they're human. They can they can be beaten. They're just like us. Exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, that's the thing. We've been running, running rough shot through a lot of teams. Uh, but if you look at our schedule, I mean, I, I'm not going to put our schedule down. Colorado's a good team out in the Pac-12. Pac uh, Penn State, look at Penn State. Uh, look, uh, Wisconsin's getting ready to win the West, if you look at it. So I'm not going to downgrade our – I'm going to look at it. Maybe we, we stayed in the state of Michigan too much. Maybe we didn't travel like we should. You know, our schedule didn't allow us to do that. And, you know, in going into an atmosphere like that, it is uncanny. It is un, 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 unscrupulous. It is going to frighten you a little bit if you're young. So going into that kind of situation. But it, look now that helps you for the game coming down the road in the future. For the team down south. So you'll be ready for that atmosphere. Are you when you say down south? <laughs> I'm, t- I'm, I'm talking Columbus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. Uh, uh, we're looking forward to it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So what is. Uh, what's on the on, on record for the show, your show, your radio show this week? Well, we're going to be looking at the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, kind of nervous about the Indiana Hoosiers because of the way they came out last year and they, they, they were able to run on us. So I think they're going to have a lot of confidence coming into this game because of the way Iowa was uh, ran the ball on us. They have a running back. Indiana has a running back named Redding who ran the ball really well against uh, Penn State this past weekend. Um, Penn State had to scrap and and get as much as they could to come back, and they did, and they got a win. But this is a team known to make uh, turnovers. They have a quarterback, a young quarterback, who can throw the ball, but sometimes he throws the ball to the other team a lot. So um, we hope. And Indiana has a has a defense. Remember, a couple years ago we were saying if Indiana only had a defense, well, they have a defense now, and they they can stop people. So if now it's if Indiana has a quarterback who plays the right way, they can win some games. And we don't want that. We don't want to be that that team that they pull everything together. We got to take them out early. If you take Indiana out and score quick and stay on top of them, you can beat them. 
And that's what we'll discuss. We'll discuss this Iowa loss in detail. Um, we'll have some key players on. And on Thursday this week, a lot of people don't know this, it is the actual day that Bo Schimbeckler passed away 10 years ago. Wow. Wow. Is there anything, did they have something scheduled for? Uh, just, I'm sure um, Michigan probably has something on schedule. Uh, for. I'm sure they do. Um, we'll be discussing that on the radio. We'll have uh, people call in, talk about Bo, uh, former players, um, former coaches, um, just things, how, what Bo meant to them and how he had uh, affected this program, affected the University of Michigan, um, different things like that. Yeah, well, you know, one of the most memorable games um, uh, for, for different reasons, but one of the memorable games that I've had at Michigan was, is one was losing to Indiana. And what Bo had, had talked to us about either that week or the week after, you remember that you you remember that game where we lost to Indiana. I do, I do in Indiana, and um, it was another one of those uh, you know like this week where clearly nobody gave Indiana opportunity or chance to 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 win the game, and um, we took them lightly, I, I, I guess, and didn't prepare as as well as we should have. So. Uh, Hopefully, there this will be some some inspiration of, of 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 you know refocusing that uh, we can't allow last week's game to you know carry on uh, or or flow over into this week's preparation and be focused to take on Indiana uh, this coming week. So it's a home game. We're back home and. Then we finish up down south, but that's good. We're we're good. We're good, and um, we're gonna cut our 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 go blue players uh, podcast this week a little bit short. Like we said, this was the first one we had following a loss, but we look to get back on the horse this week at home, playing the Indiana Hoosiers. You have been listening to the Go Blue Players with J and J. I'm Jared Bunch. My co-host is Jamie Morris. We'll be back next week with a recap of the game and preview of our next opponent. When we have to travel down south into Columbus to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and become, or become a follower of the show on Blog Talk Radio. Go Blue Players with J and J. Go Blue. Go blue!
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.